Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Wow! Nice! Yeah! What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. What is going on, everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome back to a week of Weird News Wednesdays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the strangest news stories from around the world. We talk about the news that the real news is just too afraid to talk about. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mean. Sean, how is it going? I'm okay, Connor. I don't know if people heard in the intro there, but I just cracked the absolute living daylights <laughs> out of my ankle. Uh, <laughs> it made a sound, it made two cracks, which worries me. <laughs> The first one, relief. Second yeah. one, oh, oh, we got some problems. Absolutely. Quite frankly, I'm sitting cross-legged in the chair at the minute. <laughs> if I'm I head your ankle, your up. foot's facing the opposite direction <laughs> to the rest of you. It's full on just pointing towards my like back wall. You're, you're a true professional. You just you just keep going. Like, just keep committing to the bit, really, is yeah. what I do. That's, look, we, we, all, we all hold our hands up to say maybe you are the best of us. But also, remember? your legs are very weak. <laughs> No, the legs are fine. It's the ankles are the issue. Also, your and kneecap one of the is knees, fucked. One of the kneecaps is <laughs> fucked. Yeah. I'm not great on the old joint front. Uh, but do you remember when we used to record in person, you used to get mad at me? Because I would continually untie my shoe during the recording. So, by the way, if this is your first episode, we do <laughs> normally have a structure. and We don't just normally break into just this random This is part charts. of the structure now. I suppose the structure is now just general anecdotes. Um, it is true that Sean was one of the worst people to record in person with. <laughs> he would continuously yawn, lean back, and then tie and untie his own shoelace, the same shoelace, repeatedly yeah. as he talked. It didn't make any sense. 
But okay, the yawning thing, to be fair, I used to often have to get up quite early to get a train to your house. Yeah, but like at the same time, just grow up. Like I'm just oh, built right. different. Oh, I don't yawn. I'm sorry, yeah, I should have had the multiple coffee and Baraka that you handed me. <laughs> Um, Sean, this is weird news. What do we do here? You have spent the week gathering all of the weirdest news stories from around the world. You are about to read all of those stories out to me. Manu has been too busy planning replacement limb surgery to look at any weird news. Where would you start? I think the knee probably is the biggest The brain. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The fucking personality. I don't know. Just change me. Then I can start on the knees. Everything about myself. Um, oh, um, I'm not even going to interrupt. No, please, <laughs> no, just let me run. Just let me dig this own hole for myself. Anybody else would be like, oh, no, but... No, Connor, no, no. He's heard it all before. He's numb. <laughs> um, Sean, we're starting off with this week um, with a story that was sent in to us on Twitter by one of our patrons, Mr. Waffles, um, Waffles. which still, I love all you guys send all in stories, which happens every single week. And sometimes I feel bad because we can't get to them because um, we run out of time. But this week we're starting because sometimes a headline catches me and it caught Waffles' eye. And that's why he sent it on because I have menacing wild turkeys led by Kevin the turkey are taking a New England city for themselves. See, this has all the hallmarks of a weird news story. Because it's a weird threat attacking a city, but there's a character at the centre and it's Kevin the Turkey King. (laughs) A flock of feathered hooligans has been intimidating residents of Massachusetts and their leader is what a specially tough turkey, Kevin. It's not the toughest name, though, is it? But I feel like that adds another level of mystery to it because I feel like... If you if you're like a massive dude but you don't got a tough name, I think it adds another level of fuck, he's extra dangerous. Because That's, Yeah, if you don't have a tough name like Sean or Connor. Like he's not then. called Max Power. Like he's called Sean, like <laughs> like a little a tough, shitty name. Hang on. Wait, hang on. How's he spelling Sean? That's that's important <laughs> yeah. to me. Uh, daughter side. Oh. E E E N. Oh, wow, that almost seems like it it wouldn't work as a name. <laughs> it wouldn't, but it, I suppose if you can't read or spell. The five wild birds spend a lot of time in particular on the lawn of a woman named Megan Tulson, according to a new report from The Guardian, um, appropriately published on Thanksgiving. So, Sean, this might be a strike back, maybe a bit of uh, payback for all the years of, of, of damages that they've taken. Yeah, because Thanksgiving turkey... And then they think they get over Thanksgiving, oh, it'll be fine. Mm. But then the Irish have Christmas. And then it's, ooh, no. Oh, it's risky business. Um, Tulson, who gave Kevin his name, yes, that's actually an extra level of emotion to it all. Um, yeah, Jesus. Uh, characterise him as the bad egg among the otherwise all-female turkey crew. <laughs> So wait, it's 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 Kevin and his like turkey harem that he's got going <laughs> and on. his gals, his best gals. <laughs> he's like, do you know who he is? He's Gary Oak driving around in the Pokemon animated series. <laughs> um, the other the other turkeys you might ask on who's part of the, Kevin's crew. You got Gladys, you got Esther, you got Monica, you got Patricia, the big four. The, 
the big four. Those are the the real yeah. turkey horsemen of the apocalypse. <laughs> the woman, uh, the women are more mellow and not so territorial. But I think of I. But I think he, Kevin, kind of amps them up to get them going to chase people around just for his own amusement. She told the Guardian. I don't think a turkey though would have the like vindictiveness to like terrify people just to entertain themselves. Well, may- maybe the rest of them don't show, but maybe Kevin does. Have you ever thought about that? I, no, that's what I'm saying. I don't think I don't think a turkey would be smart enough to be vindictive. Yeah, but you keep saying a turkey, a general turkey. You're not saying Kevin the turkey. This is this guy's. He's built different. That's he's, just the way it is. That may be, but like he he doesn't know his name is Kevin. For example, he's got a rise and grind attitude. That's all. That's what I've heard. You're saying that Kevin's hustle is what allows him to be such an effective leader in battle. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying. All right, proceed. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm now I understand. Um, Tolson has posted multiple videos showing Kevin Kevin lurking near the door for a home or car. They don't let you out of the. They don't let you out of your own house, she told the newspaper. That's they're they're taking over her this, area. This is similar to another story we had where a swan, I believe, ter- terrorized one woman and just locked her in her apartment, basically. Also very similar to a possum in New Zealand who terrorized one mm. person and kept mm. him in their house for ages. What's yeah, but normally here? normally it's an individual job. Normally it's a lone vigilante. Going mm. against the rules, just kind of maybe keeping to their own vendettas. Here, what we have is Kevin. Maybe he's got the vendetta, but he's got all the rest of them roiled up, Sean. We don't know what his leadership characteristics are. Is he charismatic? Does he promise them things? We don't know. We never will. He's too much of a mystery man to find out. No, in many ways, he's the Charles Manson of turkeys. <laughs> a charismatic leader, if you will. <laughs> No, he hasn't killed anyone. Neither did Charles Manson. Never technically, just instigated a lot of deaths. You know what? You're dead fucking right. (laughs) (laughs) I love the idea of you being the lawyer against Kevin the turkey. (laughs) Charles Manson didn't kill anyone either, your honour. In this fictional world where I'm a lawyer, how has my career gotten to such a bad point that I'm defending a fucking turkey? Because every week you've been defending Florida Man. So it's either Florida Man to turkey. (laughs) Yeah, the turkeys pay better. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, so, uh, while the Guardian brought national attention to Kevin and his band of rogues, local media has also covered their antics in recent months. They're up at 6am on my lawn, chasing me, trying to pop the tyres on my car. It's wild. <laughs> They're targeting the tyres. <laughs> sure, how else will they escape? So, how... Wait, so... How do, okay, just logistically, how does a turkey slash a tyre? Uh, a pen knife? Um, some can't, sort of blade? No, can't, can't unlock the blade on, on oh, a pen yeah, knife. True. Uh, oh, yeah, true. What about a kitchen knife that's already unlocked? That's, I just, are, are your kitchen knives usually locked? That- <laughs> <laughs> it's like a car. Beep, boop. <laughs> and then, then I can start chopping some veg. But it, like... I, Surely it's beak or beak or claws that they're using, mm. but I don't think that could penetrate. I think claws is more dangerous. 
Um, I, although maybe if it's if they start cutting it with feathers, I think that's another level of like, oh fuck, these guys mean business. Some like if they got scarmory type turkey, that, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah, some sort of Pokemon like. Yeah, well, obviously, Sean, <laughs> that's where our brains obviously go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so they're cutting tires, so you can't drive away. So you gotta run away if you want to go somewhere. But you can't outrun a group of turkeys. They're smart. Kevin's got them posted in different areas along the road. They're out to flank you at any given time. Not to continue the bit, and I'll get on... Okay, I'll get on to the flanking thing in a second. But not to continue a bit where I yeah. think I would be unjustifiably good at something. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I could definitely outrun five turkeys. There is not a hope with your backwards fucking ankle and your oh, kneecap pointing look, in the wrong direction that you could even, run. In, even including all of the evidence that I've willingly provided to the contrary. <laughs> I could absolutely... Out- How fast... Hang on. How... Fast. Can no matter what the answer is, it's faster than you. <laughs> oh, oh no! <laughs> no, go on. Let's do the race, Sean. A tur- okay, look. Yeah, I get a ten-second head no, start. No, no, no. You don't because you're just leaving your house, so you don't get it. Like you walk out, Kevin's just standing there. Yeah, but I throw a bunch of seed. They're distracted. I run. Okay, off. okay. How fast can a turkey run? Sean? Up to twenty-five miles can per you hour. Run up to twenty-five miles an hour. Maybe at a full sprint for about four and a half seconds. <laughs> There's no hope. You're not running twenty-four miles per hour. Apparently they can fly as fast as 55 miles per hour. Okay, so ultimately you just cannot get... Like, you're dead, like... I'll outthink the turkey. Okay, though. right, so here we go. So we have to... He, what you're doing here now is you're just moving the base. Because no. you've been proven that you won't beat the turkeys, you're going to die. It's not been proven, it's been suggested heavily <laughs> True based evidence. on evidence. <laughs> <laughs> and information that we know. Um, so David Scarpitti, a turkey expert with the state's wildlife department, that's, he's the turkey expert, Sean, um, yeah. he told the Boston newspapers that these kinds of problems arise when turkeys become too habituated to humans. Um, typically this happens due to people feeding them directly or from the turkeys freeloading off of bird feeders intended for other kinds of birds. Yeah, you see, this is the problem we had with the wolves in Norway the other week. Yeah. So that they're yeah. too familiar with humans, you know? Yeah. So, same, same principle. you got to set up a paintball gun so, to attack the turkeys. And at this point, I feel like you've already died because without looking it up, you've said, I could outrun those turkeys. Watch me do this. And we, we've we lost you. So so maybe in your memory, we would set up paintball guns. Um, Wait, like the Sean Mean Memorial turkey paintball gun? I w- yeah, that's why I, I think I mean, that would probably have to be set up. I mean, look, it's probably the most I'll ever accomplish in life. So yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Turkeys are just kind of acting out what they do amongst themselves, he said, adding that running away can fuel the problem because they'll begin Ooh. to see you as subdominant to them. So I run towards the turkeys, <laughs> is what you're telling me. You gotta run towards them. I could fight a turkey. Okay, oh, I knew we were getting here, but I wanted to wait how long to see you would bring it up. (laughs) We covered running away. You don't have a hope. Running toward? That leads us towards, can Sean fight a turkey and win? Now, any turkey, maybe. Kevin the turkey. Oh, you have long odds, good sir. Very long odds. No, no, because I'm... I have... Okay, I could... Okay, not only could I fight him, I could outthink him. So I could bring, like, a weapon with me. 
I would take, yeah, but okay, what's your weapon of choice to defeat the turkey? A, a blade. A, a sharp <laughs> blade. <laughs> a blade? A blade. I bring it, okay, I bring like a kitchen knife to the turkey. I don't we'll want to kill him. the turkey, but if yeah. he's gonna attack and kill me, I'll kill him. Yeah, well, but well uh, if that's, to be fair, we'd have to give Kevin a blade if we gave you a blade. No! This yeah. isn't some organised fight knife. Why not? <laughs> I'm being held inside my house. My tyres are slashed. <laughs> Who do you call at that point? Because the police, they don't want nothing to do with Kevin and the gang. No, and then uh, maybe you would call the vet or like animal control or mm. something? Mm. Well, actually, uh, our turkey expert, David, he's come in and he recommends carrying an umbrella and opening it, opening it in front of them to frighten off the birds. Very good. That mm. would work, actually. You yeah, went straight I, to Blade. I concur with the idea that the umbrella would work, but I also feel that the Blade is a good course of action. What about umbrella, but like what are those with like the secret hole in them and it's actually a blade like you pull oh, out Oh, sword it's a blade. umbrella. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like you throw the umbrella up, they're a bit scared and then you challenge Kevin to a duel. That could work. I also, you mentioned earlier about I'm being stalked by these turkeys, right? Yeah. So you've seen Jurassic Park, all right? Uh, f- who hasn't, Sean? Go on. Exactly. So the Jurassic Park, the Velociraptors, Connor, I think you'll agree Probably the closest dinosaur relation to a turkey. <laughs> and how do they defeat the velociraptors? A big T-Rex eats them at the end. Yeah. So, yeah. I go okay. to the zoo. I find an ostrich. <laughs> that's not a... Ge- I don't think that's a direct comparison. The ostrich is to the T-Rex what a turkey is to a velociraptor. Right, and nobody actually has ever said that sentence before. So, to be honest with you, you're, we're breaking new ground here. Kind of a wordsmith, but no, yeah. but like dinosaurs are, uh, like birds are raptors. Like that's that's what they are. Like yeah, birds are what dinosaurs used to be. Yeah. So we just recreate Jurassic, the end of Jurassic Park, but I'm uh, Sam Neil, and you can be Laura Dern. Can I can I ask you a follow-up question? To, is the T-Rex I, I have I have a lot of questions yeah. about the new plan. Do you want First to be Jeff Goldblum instead? Okay, fine. <laughs> One of the questions: What? Yeah. How are you getting the ostrich out of the f- zoo? No, we're in the zoo. I take the turkeys to. The you zoo. brought the turkeys to the zoo somehow. Yeah. Okay, so you're, they've come to your area. Okay. Yeah. Um, step two: Once the turkeys are defeated, how do you then defeat the ostrich? No, the ostrich is a friend at this point. How? Well, no, it's not necessarily a friend. It's like the enemy of my An enemy acquaintance. kind of thing. An acquaintance, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we work together. But, uh, you know, because Jurassic Park, the big T-Rex comes in at the end, bites the head off a velociraptor. The humans escape in yeah. the ensuing chaos. Okay. So I don't need to befriend the ostrich at all, Connor. But the ostrich now has a blood thirst. And it's, it's learned to... No, no, it's just learned to kill for blood. Or for no, anything. No. No, it's killed in self-defense and then it's gotten a taste for turkey. So once I keep that lad supplied with cranberry sauce, we'll be all good to go. <laughs> You're definitely dying by tur- ostrich. No, I, no, cause I, no, I would die because I accidentally run into the tiger pit afterwards. <laughs> yeah, you were like, a tiger, high five me. I defeated the turkeys. Also, just on, on this, turkey's the worst meat, right? 
Um, you see, now you're talking. I it's lean protein, Shad. That's what I mean. It's the leanest protein. I forgot, you can I, forgot, get. I, I forgot how fucking yoked you are. Look, I'm swole to the fucking gills. You know me, Shad, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> but all I'm saying, if after if you do a workout in the gym, it's lean turkey. That's what you want. There's no fat in that bad boy. You're just getting bulked. Do you know pound for pound broccoli has more protein than chicken? Why would you tell me that? Now I have to re-question all of my life decisions. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It doesn't have to be doesn't have to be all turkey. It can be broccoli. Who's eating a so pound please. of broccoli? I'll eat a... Well, probably not a pound of broccoli, but maybe some broccoli I'll have. <laughs> would, you eat, would you enter an all-you-can-eat broccoli eating competition for the show and then maybe win? Can I prepare the broccoli in any um, way or is it raw broccoli? Are you taking soft broccoli? I think I could eat more soft broccoli than hard broccoli. <laughs> Once again, that's two sentences nobody's ever seen before. <laughs> We're breaking new ground this week. You come here for the hot takes on this podcast. <laughs> um, Sean, I don't know what to do with Kevin and the, tur- and the turkeys. How do we defeat the gang? You You've, give me I mean, five minutes and that's you, all you need. You give you five minutes and just uh, just let you go. What if, uh, uh, what, what we, what's, what's the natural enemy of the turkey? By the way, uh, in my head, because, like, I'm thinking of it as a movie, like, we're all inside the house, and you go, give me five minutes with them, and then there's a big match cut, and then we cut to your funeral with the horns blaring. Still the, inside the house. And, like and the coffin just lowering. <laughs> and just everyone cried, he just, he went down how he lived. You know what I mean? Fighting turkeys. Where's the turkey during this funeral? Though? He's at the funeral. He's, he's, he's at got the li- funeral. little hanky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, why did you let him come to the funeral? Because he's once the you of- died, the, the guilt kind of overrode Kevin. And then he was like, ah, oh, I can be friends with the rest of you. So ultimately, you did achieve your goal, but it was mm. in the wrong way. It's kind of, yeah, it's it's kind of, it's like a Greek tragedy kind of a victory. <laughs> you, you, know? you flew too close to the turkey, yeah. That is, and the turkey being a flightless bird. <laughs> is turkey flightless? You just said he can fly at 55 miles an hour. Yeah, but is that like a real flight or a <laughs> shitty little hover flight? Hang on. That's just jumping. That's just jumping with style. Can I mean, you can't do a really shitty little hover flight, though. They can fly short distances at considerable speed. There you they go. They can also run and swim. They've mastered every terrain, Connor. <laughs> you can't take a turkey out. I could take two out. How many, yeah, how many turkeys are we giving you? Two. So Myrtle's going to be the one to kill you. I think, but after they see two of their friends die, including their leader, Kevin, mm. I think that the rest of You really of want to take out heart. Kevin. Kevin's the charismatic one. If you take him out, then, like, what do they have left? They've got nothing to fight for. It's like killing Superman in the Justice League. <laughs> yeah, very similar to that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think we need to move on, but I really wanted to... I just wanted to know how you would once again fight an animal, because I think we all listening to this know... Deep down, Sean would be the first to die in any zombie apocalypse because he would say, watch me do this. Depends on the zombies, first of all. If it's 28 days later, I'm fucked. If it's Walking Dead, I'm grand. Yeah, they are quite slow. Um, We're moving on, Sean, to our next piece of news. And look, there's a certain thing on at the minute that I think a lot of people are involved with. It involves people kicking a ball. Um, It's called the World Cup. Have you heard of it? I'm familiar with cups and the world. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, look, that's basically most of it. So um, it's being held in Qatar. Uh, yeah. We're not going to get into that stuff because that's all real bad. Oh, but, it's terrible. Sean, <laughs> Wales are in the competition. 
at the Indeed minute. They are. Well, they are no longer because they got knocked out like two nights ago. But Indeed they were. <laughs> they were. <laughs> Technically, they still are until the last round of games, and then they're then all the people can pack I their bags and go care. home. <laughs> okay, look, it's fine, Sean. <laughs> I had to listen to you fight a turkey. <laughs> Leave me alone. Right? <laughs> but anyway, uh, a Wales fan. He wanted to go to the to the World Cup at the start, before all the games began, and didn't really work out. Um, his girlfriend told him that she, he couldn't go. Well, Sean Wales fan buys last minute ticket to Qatar to watch the World Cup, but doesn't tell his girlfriend. Oh, that's not the healthiest thing in the world, is it? I, I, and you're a relationship expert. I, so I, mm, I was hoping you wouldn't turn this into a relationship <laughs> advice segment. <laughs> You're our relationship expert. So I feel like you need to know like what's happening here and how how we can get this guy back on track. Because one Welsh man has succumbed to a scorching case of FOMO, Sean, and has flown out to Qatar earlier on this week, um, at the weekend, to party with his mates at the World Cup. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it's not great form, let's be honest. David Jones, uh, he said he Son might be... Tom. Re- <laughs> Yeah, no. Everyone in Wales is called Jones, so I mean, it's like everyone in Ireland is called Kelly. Everyone in in Wales is called Jones. I just name, assume. Name two people from Wales named Jones. Tom Jones, David Jones. Okay, moving on. Okay, he might Jesus. be returning. <laughs> Damn, he's good. He's too good. <laughs> Alan Wynn Jones, Wales captain of rugby. Toby Jones. <laughs> Zeta Jones, yeah, there you go. Um, he might be returning home to life as a bachelor. His partner of 11 years told him she would leave him if he went to the World Cup. And what does he fuck? 11 years! <laughs> the 33-year-old man said the issue was a rather sore spot in the household before he hightailed it to Doha for the football without telling her eventually. So he missed the first two rounds... Of the group games. Wales only have one game left, Sean. Time's running out. There might be a get sent home. He got that ticket on the slide. But what, like, what would possess you to not tell your partner that this is happening? (laughs) I didn't have a ticket to come out originally because my girlfriend said I couldn't afford it. Um, She said, if you go, that's it. But I said, if I don't go, I'd never forgive her. So she still thinks I can't afford it now. I saw my friends having the time of their lives in Dubai and going to the first two matches. And I just thought, I have to be there for the third one. It's Wales' first World Cup in 64 years and I'm definitely going. Okay, look. I, okay, I just want to say, I don't agree with this man or what he did. Yeah. This is a terrible way to act in a relationship <laughs> and not healthy at all in terms of setting boundaries. However, however, I knew however was coming. <laughs> the hero's welcome that this man received from the lads when he arrived. <laughs> here he is. Big, big fucking Dave is here, lads. And then, like, look, that in many ways that's priceless. But also, would you throw away an 11-year relationship? My favourite line he gave to the newspaper was, I did everything but gain her acceptance to go. So, I mean... He did everything but the one thing he needed to go. Yeah, and I mean, and it sounds like she wasn't even like, no, I don't want you to go. It's like, no, money is an issue here, Mm, mm. so you shouldn't go. He turned off his phone and didn't tell her where he was going. (laughs) That is psychotic. How did he imagine this was going to go when he He got back? He simply (laughs) vanished. 
and and how did she find out? Like, did someone tell her, or did she just his partner? Assume? His partner apparently called his family to try and find him. Eventually, um, she rang my dad because my phone was off, and he told her I'd be home in a few days, and that I'd gone to the World Cup. The dad immediately giving away the secret there. Um, I thought you might get over it in time, but I never would if I may, if I missed this game. So I made the decision to come. Oh, so it was selfish, was why you did it. Oh, interesting. It only um, matters about what I feel. Not only does he stand to lose his girlfriend, Sean, no, 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 it gets worse. He stands to lose his job over the impromptu trip too, as his boss has warned that if he's not at work on Thursday, he'll be sacked. <laughs> oh, awesome! I re- no, and then Wales did not win. So. They did not win. They lost <laughs> three nil. Oh, hope it was worth it, buddy. Do you think like every lost, time that like not, a goal was scored against Wales, he just went lower and lower? Did, in the did seat. Not, not only did they lose, they lost three nil to England, Sean. Oh. Yes. That's worse. That's yes, they could have done that at home, though, couldn't they? <laughs> could have. Why did they have to fly all the way over there to play that one? Could have been an hour down in fucking Wembley. Yeah, um, any sense. His two mates, James Lewis and Jamie Ship, helped him covertly plot out his trip, which took a lengthy 24 hours to get there. That's... I mean, look, fair play to the lads on their planning skills, mm. but... I imagine all three of them will arrive back to the airport together. Yeah. And there'll come a moment where they're all heading to their respective houses and they'll have to drop off this fella at his house. <laughs> or what used to be his house. What used to be his house. And then there'll be that moment of, do we go inside with him? Yeah. Or do we just leave? <laughs> because if I think, but I think if you go in with him, I think there's a higher chance that she feels more overwhelmed with three on one. I think yeah. I think you need to let him go in and he's going to just get... I mean, you're going to see him in a few minutes when she throws him back out through the fucking window. This is the thing. What you do is you drop him off and you park around the corner. <laughs> you do and you wait. <laughs> and you're like, look, it's going to be bad. They I'm going to leave the car man. running for yeah. like an hour and we'll see you in an hour when she throws you back out. We'll be in the weather spoons just yeah. down the road. Um, apparently he took... So, Sean, remember, he hasn't told his girlfriend... <laughs> These lads have planned the trip for him and convinced him to go. Didn't take much convincing, I assume. He was like, cool, I'm going to lose my job and my girlfriend. Be grand. Um, he took an overnight coach from Cardiff to Heathrow, caught another co- coach to Stansted Airport, boarded a plane to Turkey, and then after he got off in Turkey, he boarded a flight to Doha. Jesus. Took 24 hours to get him there. How long was the planning time? Like, because it sounds like it was a couple of days that this was planned. They, they, I mean, how they much, knew. How much would a flight from Turkey to Doha be right now, with the World Cup on? I can only assume too much. <laughs> Probably more than if he had booked in advance when it was yeah. too expensive. Yeah. Um, and so they talked to the two lads. I mean, the two pals. They're they're the ones you want to hear from. And they just said, it feels amazing to have him here. And then Jamie comes in and he said, he's mad, but he's the best. Jesus, he's a wild card, but I'm glad he's in our deck. Um, so I mean then they went and they lost 3-0 to England and Sean are you looking up ticket prices from Turkey to Doha because I mean what's a train ticket from uh, Wales to hang on 
we got Wales to Heathrow, then a coach to Stansted Airport, then a flight from Stansted Airport to Turkey, then a flight from Turkey Airport to Doha. Okay. Uh, okay, so uh, if I was to go from... Is- okay, I, look, I'm only going to do the flights because that's already... So Istanbul to Doha hmm. uh, would be 528 euro. <laughs> that would be four hours. Uh you can also go from Ankara, yeah. uh, that would be a non-stop flight, that would be 1,320 euros. So, sure, but Sean, he has to make it to the match. How is oh, he, he going to see them? He has to see his beloved Welsh team claim the World Cup. Cover. But it, here's, Sean, I mean, you can't watch it on the TV. They don't show them on the TV. You gotta be there. But... Mm. But that's what the TV license is for, surely. Surely the BBC would cover the game. If I wanted to get, right, from Dublin to Doha, yeah, then the minimum I'm looking at, yeah, uh, and this is including uh, a couple of stops, would be like 700 euro. Yeah, I've already got you one booked for tomorrow, lad. No, I don't want to go, though. No, lad, go on, I've already talked to your work. It's grand. No, it it doesn't suit me. It's uh, wait. Did you talk? About, did you get me the day off work? No, no. You're still. Yeah, still. You're gonna lose a day's pay. Oh, oh, but why? But oh, but I don't even like the World Cup. I don't even like soccer. <laughs> so, Sean, what do you think of this man as a relationship guru? What is his next step? I would look. You got to apologize first mm. of all. Download Tinder. Oh uh, yeah, I think this is just like. Just end it. Just end the relationship is the answer here. <laughs> you're or more talking, you're more talking from her perspective. For, oh, from oh, from her perspective, fully agree. The relationship's already ended. Yeah, yeah, uh, cool. Now, if you're this okay, now say you're a horrible, horrible human, and you're this man, and you want to keep this relationship going, you get into the house, off the plane, into the house, and then. You cough all over the place, say you have COVID, and then <laughs> suddenly you're locked together for two weeks. So, so once again, I don't know if anyone's been keeping up with all of our relationship advice segments over the past uh, month and a half, is all of them all conclude with cough a little bit, get COVID, and then you're stuck together to solve things. Yeah, yeah, which ultimately is just me saying, oh, have a conversation about it. But you're going around about the way of just maybe sitting down and having a conversation. Yes, there was a very loud beep outside the window, by the way. I don't know if that came across. (laughs) He's (laughs) beeping your place. Sean, it didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) I coughed everywhere. (laughs) Um, So, Sean, we're going to move on to our next piece of news. And actually, this story might be perfectly suited to you and your very weak body that's slowly crumbling and it's, you can't outrun anything. Okay, um, well, I just want to clarify a couple of things. One, it's not yeah. very weak. Two, it's not slowly crumbling. <laughs> it's actively crumbling. It's crumbled more as we've been speaking here. <laughs> um, man spends 1500 a month biohacking body to try and live a longer life. Biohacking fucks with me. Yeah. Like, I, I occasionally read up on it and it's like, oh, this is this is insane. How much would you spend to keep your body running at a maximum optimum level, Sean? Uh, 
probably like a hundred quid max. A year or a month or or what? Total lifetime. Oh, lifetime. <laughs> lifetime. Okay, fair enough. Um, I want to spend it on more tattoos. A lad is spending a whopping $1,500 a month in an attempt to try and live longer and says he'd even consider freezing himself if it meant that he could come back in the future. Um, so, Leon Carita Goodlock, uh, 36, is into biohacking or upgrading your body if you don't know what biohacking is um, and he says he'd love to live forever but he'd also like to power his way into old age right okay but okay but what's he done to himself is it like he has a, a special heart or like improved lungs mm. well he says that his parents passed away in their like 80s and so he says their lives were miserable at the end. They couldn't even, like, move real fast when they yeah, were in that, their late 80s. <laughs> that's the gig, though. That's what you sign up for. And so he's like, at that point, why are you alive? There's nothing sadder than carrying your own parents around the place because they're not strong enough to do their own things. So Leon says he takes up to 60 pills a day, says there's five levels to biohacking, starting with the fairly, fairly normal fitness and fasting to level five, which involves biological alterations ah yes this sounds like a much more fulfilling way to live your life (laughs) ah of course Ah, the 60 pills a day of course I mean that's the way I want to live my life it's so relaxed and chilled out Um, so Leon starts his day but maybe Sean you can take a bit of notes from this man maybe we could all maybe listen in figure out what he's doing and maybe we can do it ourselves and we'll be able to live longer so he starts his day between 4am and 5am. He does a so bit of meditation fucked. before going to the gym to start the day. Okay, that, that that's fine. A lot of people do that. A lot of people start their day with, with the gym. That makes sense. Mm. If, if you go to the gym at 6 o'clock in the morning, I have the utmost respect for you in the whole world. Uh, because I cannot move <laughs> at 6 in the morning. <laughs> the commitment that day. And I, look, I am an early riser as well. I get up at like 7 every day. Yeah. But I like I get up, but I'm not like doing stuff. <laughs> no. Like I'll be up tomorrow at six, but the idea of waking up at six and then going, I'm gonna put on my gym shorts, gonna go do a little bit of a workout fills me with such dread that I'd rather kill myself. <laughs> 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 There's not, no or the people, not happening. Like I wake up at six to get a train sometimes, right? Yeah. And so I wake up at six and I'm driving to the station. There's people out fucking running. And it's like November 28, 27, 26, lashing rain no. in fucking Ireland. And they're out running at 6.15. No. No, you're you're the weird one here. <laughs> I'm going. I'd prefer to be in my cozy bed. And my level of respect is like just out of this world, but also like just go to sleep. But please. Do you know when you wake up really early and you're just fucking cold? Yeah. All the time. No, I just <laughs> no. That's a universal thing. I guarantee you. You wake up at like four in the morning, and you have yeah. to get up and get about and do things. Yeah, you're freezing. No, I have the timer set on the heating. Comes on at bang on half five. So oh, I'm look at, at you, Mister. I can afford oil <laughs> for uh, thirty minutes. <laughs> That'll bankrupt us for life. Um, so I. So he says he takes the sixty pills a day, um, and so five days of the week he consumes between one thousand five hundred and one thousand eight hundred calories a day between six p.m. and nine p.m. And then he fasts for the rest of the day. Ah, the intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Leon said I take 60 pills a day and I spend a few grand every month on supplements. I do red light therapy once a day for 45 minutes to decrease my aesthetic stages of ageing. If It can take a while and it won't be a quick fix Benjamin Button solution, but it can reverse the ageing process. Has there been a less... like? I think that's very much burying the lead to say, um, look, it won't be a quick fix. All you got to do is spend thousands a month, do 60 yeah. pills a day, and don't eat anything unless it's between 6 and 9 p.m. What? This, like, but this is just like ultimate healthy living, surely. Also, what does this man do for a job <laughs> that allows him to spend so much money and get up at 6? I <laughs> No, um, he also has uh, obviously the diet, exercise, cryotherapy. He sits in freezing cold tanks pumped full of liquid nitrogen, obviously. Um, and he also has colon hydrotherapy every six months. This is where they stick a water tube up your arse and they clean your colon. Is that like an enema? Is that like a thing that they I, do? I think he's just having a big clean out at all times. Is your colon not meant to have good gut health and stuff like that though? Should it be washed out that frequently? <laughs> <laughs> Leon says the final stage of biohacking is the future and he's excited about how it might look we're not there yet but we expect it to be between two, 2040 and 2050 um, so he's going to get more prosthetics um, and there might be eyeballs that can see through walls and arms that can smash through concrete pillars legs that will run faster and jump higher okay but like to what benefit because and look and not to put a downer on things mm. But like the planet's going to be on fire in fifty years, you know. What's you might have a, you might have strong legs, but like you're, you're going to be swimming. You're going to need those yeah. strong legs. Yeah, like we're going to like we're going to be reading carbon. The microplastics alone will put us down. <laughs> I mean, Sean, I just wanted to bring this to you. Is this the healthiest man in the world? Quite possibly. Uh, maybe <clears throat> fittest, maybe, mm. but not healthy. This isn't, like, this is an obsession at this point. And also, it's fear. It's a fear mm. of death, Connor. True, true. Yeah. I, I don't fear death. I welcome it at I, all I'll, times. Any day, any moment <laughs> of any oh day. Oh, boy, any day. I'm fucking <laughs> waiting for it. Every day I go to sleep, I'm disappointed. <laughs> Hasn't come today. <laughs> All right, but <laughs> it's been a tough few weeks. Tough few yeah, weeks. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Sean, I just feel like maybe I don't know if we could survive doing this. All respect to this guy, but also just maybe just have a few chips every now and then. You know what I mean? Just yeah, like moderation. You can have nice, yeah. indulgent, excessive things, and it be okay for you. Do you think he's ever had any sushi? I, I, oh, I, I doubt this man's had sushi. The I mercury content in sushi is probably I, yeah, too but much. But the, the rice, the fish is healthy, full of protein. Yeah, protein, rice, seaweed. Oh, give me, give me just a load of bean sprouts, man. I need beat them all day. <laughs> Would you? I, I, oh, I fucking love bean sprouts, man. They're great. <sighs> Fuck. Um. So, uh, what would you take? Bre- bean sprouts, steak. Oh, bean sprouts and can I have bean sprouts and steak? No, I don't really order steak that much. Actually, no, I never. Anyone who goes to somewhere and orders the steak, you're just like, I've got loads of money. (laughs) I'm like, what's the cheapest thing on the menu? Okay, but also, I like if I did have steak, I do it. I like the chefs hate me because I do it well done because I don't want to fuck around. Oh, you don't know how to eat steak? Oh, that's interesting. It's not. It's not. See, I also hate this argument. I "I don't give a shit. 
Yeah. Okay. I, like, well, I also don't give a shit, but I now think it's funny that I'm going to bring it up. But Sean, <laughs> this is something I didn't care about five seconds ago. But now you've, Sean, you've said it annoys you. So now I'm yeah. going to say to you, learn to eat steak the right way. You know mm. what I mean? I don't want to, though. But, I don't, but like, uh, mm. Stick it in the pan. Just a tiny little flip. Either side. Done. Bob's drunk. Oh, I'm going to give myself E. coli. That's what's going to happen there. And I've got it multiple times, and I'm fine. Look at me. Picture of health. <laughs> um, Sean, we're moving on to our next piece of news. And this sto- this headline really caught my eye uh, because I have every monk in Thai temple defrocked after testing positive for met. Defrocked? Every, every single one of them has been kicked out of the temple after they all tested positive for met. How did so many monks... Get access to meth. <laughs> a Buddhist temple in central Thailand has been left without monks after all of its holy men failed drug tests at the same time and were all kicked out. That is, five monks, including an abbot at a temple in, not even going to pronounce it, um, th- they all tested positive for meth on Monday. Uh, the monks have been sent to a health clinic to undergo drug rehabilitation. But why did they need the meth? Because surely the idea of a monk is that you're like fulfilled and you don't need outside sources to feel things. True, but imagine how fulfilled you'd be if you also had meth. Uh, that's an odd stance to take on the podcast, Connor, but okay. <laughs> Tell your kids. No, that's meth, it's great, trust me. I'm just trying to get into the minds of the criminal shot. I'm not, I'm not doing it myself. They're monks, though. Yeah. I so can't, like, um, the temple is now empty of monks and nearby villagers are concerned <laughs> because there's now no more monks in the area. Um, merit making involves worshippers donating food to monks as a good deed and there's now no longer any monks. Um, they say the monks will be sent to the temple to allow villagers to pr- practice their religious obligations but they will have to go back into rehab after the obligations are complete. Right. Okay, well, imagine a monk going through rehab, though. Because, like, what does that therapy look like? Are they the kind of monks where they can't speak? See, but I think, like, that might add an extra level to it. Like, what what about those circular sessions where you have to talk about yourself, but, like, none of them can speak? So you just kind of have to read them, read the vibe. Yeah, and, like, as a monk, surely they forego all worldly possessions. So, like, or uh, attachments. So, like, you've got to separate all of that stuff. What if they, what if the monks, right, what if they're too good at rehab and then the people doing the rehabilitation don't know how to deal with them? Like, they're just the best rehabbers of all time. They're just like, oh man, they should be like scratching their face off right now. Yeah. But the, the monk is just like sitting there. They just don't feel any pain. And then yeah. it becomes more and more of a mystery. Like why were they on the bed in the first place? What could they possibly have to gain from the meth if yeah. they're that content? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, uh, in in August, um, there was 1.8 metric tons of meth found, uh, of liquid meth hidden in cartons of coconut water um, that was found in Hong Kong last month. The, okay, so then they... Are you saying that they didn't know no, they no, were they're having ju- meth? No, no, they're just implying basically that they found 1.8 metric tons of it 
um, last month and now this month a whole bunch of uh, monks have been caught all failing the drug test which makes it funnier because who did the drug test is it the same lads that do like the NFL drug test that like they just showed up one day and peed in a cup that's true what, what would instigate monks being tested for drugs <laughs> who's testing them like what performance do they need to enhance really <laughs> Like there's a local sports day coming up and they had to test them all out. Yeah, you're suggesting there's a monk on monk sports day. I'm, I, look, I'm not suggesting it, I'm saying it's happening, Sean. Uh, no, I wouldn't even do monk on monk. I'm doing monks versus all the other religions all against each other. Because I know for a fact those Christian uh, priests, they're on loads of mess. They're, they're on those steroids out the wazoo, so they are. They're ready to go for the sports day. But then if everyone's on meth, surely it's fair that the monks should have some meth. No, I think you've got to differentiate the drugs. I think one team gets meth, one team gets cocaine, one team gets heroin. They're oh, not very good. They're hard done by, really. They're hard they? done by. But I think you draw it from a hat. Tough luck, Scientology. <laughs> oh, but Tom Cruise is so full of energy, he can counteract it. <laughs> yeah. He has like an aura around him that just like negates the effects of heroin somehow. I, I mean, what do you do in this case? Like, how did they get caught, first of all? How did they get the met in? And why was the whole... Why do they need met if they're bugs? I don't understand. Uh, okay, uh, monk, the way they got it in, um, presumably in some kind of incense stick, perhaps mm-hmm. uh, meth incense. Incense. I, I'm look. I'm. I don't want to say anything, but I'm looking at the Christian priests. I'm looking at the priests, and I'm thinking maybe they they were involved in this. Maybe it was like a PR hit job that. They, they what Buddhism is getting too big so it's getting too big decided. and so they're thinking to themselves how do we hit them in the PR because that's really where a lot of their power is yeah it's the marketing value of Tao Buddhism that I really think is getting <laughs> giving it the edge over Christianity at the minute <laughs> <laughs> look people say I'm a genius Sean I would disagree <laughs> Connor I'm all for the bit like but what are you saying here <laughs> Look, I'm just saying, let's hear him out, right? Let's just hear him out, because, I mean, there's been some poor PR on the other side as well. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? No, look, I can't argue with you there, Connor. There has been poor PR on the other side. He's right. (laughs) I'll be honest, I didn't think that was coming up on Weird News this week. (laughs) Um, so, Sean, we're going to move on from our monk, monks covered in met to Florida, where uh, I have two stories. One involves a Florida man who, he was in love, um, and he decided to propose to his girlfriend. Um, it, it didn't you know something really, about that. Uh, I, I do, but I, it didn't really go very well, Sean. You as don't I know have. anything about that, Connor. Well, mine went perfect. Mine went fucking <laughs> perfect. I'm a genius. But magical day. Magical day. I went and started talking about the priests again. <laughs> <laughs> um, boyfriend dives into Florida ocean to rescue engagement ring after fumbling romantic sunset proposal. <laughs> oh, no. So it wasn't even that he did anything dumb. He's just... No. Cack-handed with Well, the Florida man, he gets her on a boat. By the way, Sean, it's on video if you'd like to see it. Um, but... He he's he he decides to propose to his girlfriend, and as he's getting down on one knee, he pulls the ring box the ring box out from his shorts pocket, and as he's about Sorry, to propose, shorts to a proposal is it? I mean, it's in Florida, Sean. They're on a boat. You know what Fair. I mean? 
Um, the box falls out of his hand, falls over the side of the boat into the ocean, into which Scott Klein dives after it. I mean, you would, wouldn't you? Oh, that's a hilarious screenshot. It's just his legs perfectly vertical <laughs> going into the water. Uh, hang on. Okay, lovely. They're dancing on the front of a boat. Uh, this is top tier. It doesn't yeah. let me fast forward for whatever oh, reason. Oh, that's, that's pretty good. But look, it's yeah. really building the suspense. Oh, building. Oh. Okay, they're doing the Titanic thing, King of the World. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's always pulling something out of his oh. pocket. Oh, and it's skittered away. <laughs> oh, it's gone and he's in. I will say, man immediately dived after that. He didn't give a fuck. He was just like four milliseconds. He was in after it. And then... Does he continue with the proposal? Sean, he found the ring. He got it. What? Yes. My man. He is proposing in the sea at the minute. (laughs) He wasted no time diving in after it and came out of the water shortly after, victoriously holding up the box with his girlfriend laughing at him. (laughs) Because she presumably thought he just fell in, right? (laughs) Yes. And then he's holding up this ring and he's like, in the ocean proposal. To be fair, it was going to be a good proposal anyway, like front of a boat. Beautiful. Yeah. But then, you're never going to forget that, are you? No. I, I feel like it's one of those where it's made better because Florida man, Florida man it. He, he, he tried his best. He tried mm-hmm. to be romantic. And what happened is, as he was pulled it out, it just, it went to Rishad. Um, it's just, it, it got out of hand real quick. Can't and I believe it's pronounced Ori first That's of all. a very, yeah. very deep cut that nobody's going to understand, right? But <laughs> one time I said Ori, okay? It was like episode five, we yeah. all moved on. No, not all of us. Some of us remember. <laughs> um, but Sean, what do you do with that situation? Can you recover? Um, what if she says no? What's the point? If she says no at that point, I think you have to commit and you just like let all the air out of your lungs and you go under the water. <laughs> Romantic advice from Sean. <laughs> Look, I'm the relationship guru on this show. Yeah. Um, but I like, I think if you're at a stage where you're ready to propose to someone, you falling in the water during the proposal probably isn't a deal breaker. You know? No, I think it's more funny. And also, yeah. it's definitely a story you can tell people. Oh, yeah. And the fact that it's on video as mm. well is great. Mm. Uh, I'm, like, I'm amazed that he found it. Oh, yeah. But, like, to be fair, it fell and he was, like, lightning quick. If anyone mm. wants to look up the video, he just instantly was like, no, I'm going straight in after this. Because presumably it's a couple of grand that he just dropped in the but, ocean as well. well. Um, what happened was, there's no audio on the video, but he did captioned what he puts up was, this is 100% real, 100% my luck, and 100% I will never forget it. I mean, yeah. I mean, look, at least he could swim, you know? <laughs> <laughs> imagine you couldn't. Like, imagine if he didn't get it shot. I mean... What do you do? What do you do? You gotta go, you gotta get divers involved. And then, actually, what you do, salvage it, right? Just play it off like you fell in the ocean. Oh no, aren't I an idiot? But then, the next day, hey babe, I booked this scuba experience. (laughs) You get her involved. You make her her do the work. 
Yeah, make her, yeah. I, now, look, I'm not into it myself, but you yeah. go down and start diving and looking for stuff. <laughs> I'm not into it. And what I want you to do is look within this 30 mile radius of the ocean yeah. um, and go as deep or as shallow as you'd like, but just make sure you're in there somewhere. Yeah, you're looking for a square velvet box. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then she I don't, comes up I and don't, she's like, obviously, I that's I think it's a fish. I think there's a, a rare fish around here called rare, the square it's velvet. It's a clam. Velvet. It's a rare kind of clam yeah, yeah, that we're looking yeah. for here. Yeah. Uh, and then she comes up, she's like holding the box. She's like, I found this. And then you say, of course I will. <laughs> and then you've tricked her. You've tricked her into proposing to you. Interesting. Good thinking. Mind games. <laughs> Perfect That's start. What you want in a proposal? <laughs> um, Sean, we're moving on to our last piece of news, and it's Florida woman who has decided to sue Kraft for five million dollars. The a lot makers of, dosh. of cheese and mac and cheese. There you go, Sean. That's not something we normally get over here. Um, but Florida woman has sued mac and cheese makers Kraft for five million, million, saying the Velveeta shells and cheese takes longer than three minutes to prepare, which is what their packaging claims. I mean, I... Mm. I mean, I guess it's under ideal circumstances it would be three minutes to prepare. Like, if the water's already boiled, it's three minutes. But if you have to boil water... Well, here's... The, so, I mean, that that's that's a bit more intricate, shot. But, I mean, Amanda Ramirez sued the Kraft Heinz company over what she alleges is deceptive and fraudulent packaging with the claim that the meal will be ready in three and a half minutes written on the front of the packaging. Can I say, as someone who works in customer service... Yeah. I don't like this woman already. It's Florida woman. Sean. Florida woman. Okay. <laughs> Velveeta's tagline might be liquid gold, but a woman in Florida has declared the company owes her quite a few pieces of silver, shot. Oh, oh, fucking oh, Jesus oh, 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 lads. Um, so she sued the, them for for at least five millions over, over what she claims is deceptive and fraudulent packaging, as I said. She says that because of, because uh, their shells and their microwave Wavable pasta takes longer than the three and a half minutes to prepare. Even though it states the three and a half minutes, they need to provide consumers with the right information. Um, and so, once all the preparation is done, it can be done in quite a lot more than three and a half minutes. Once you get that package open, once you get it in the microwave, once you hmm. do all that stuff. But, but like. The idea being is that like it, but they make it as easy as possible to get all that prep done, mm. and then once you put it in the microwave, three and a half minutes off you go. But then her her golden snitch shot was the fact that the so- the packaging then says that the cheese sauce will thicken upon standing after you take it out of the microwave, saying that constitutes an even longer ready time. So even if you only have it in for three and a half minutes, you gotta let it sit. Your Honor, if I may. It's technically ready after three and a half minutes, but it gets better if you wait. So logically, you could eat it after three and a half. You absolutely could. Now, it wouldn't be the top tier Kraft Mac and Cheese experience, but Mm. that's down to the consumer. You know, how much they they value taste. Mm. Well, because what I'll do is I'll read you the suit. I'll, I'll oh, read you the lawsuit do. and you could then give me a response because consumers seeing ready in three and a half minutes would believe it represents the total amount of time it takes to prepare the food. However, the directions outlined above show that three and a half minutes is just the length of time to complete one of several steps within it. 
So the label does not state the product takes three and a half minutes to cook in the microwave, which would have been true, but instead says ready in three and a half minutes, which is not true. No, but I would argue ready means that once the point of cooking starts, it is ready and safe to consume within three and a half minutes. I mean, you are also now the lawyer against her, but what I'm saying is five million dollars Florida woman is coming at them for. But what meaningful damage has been caused to this woman because Mm. of this? Hmm. Um, How has this affected her life Ramirez claims in the suit that because of their product is sold at a premium price, stating that it costs approximately no less than $10.99 for eight 2.240 ounce cups, excluding tax and sales, that the product is priced higher than similar products represented in a non-misleading way and higher than it would be sold for absent the misleading representations and omissions. So basically, it's too expensive for what they're claiming to be. Um, so right. she has sued individually and on behalf of all others simil- similarly situated. So very kindly, she sued for everyone, but I feel like she might keep the money if she wins. Oh, yeah. She's not divvying that out to all of the Kraft Mac and Cheese customers. Mm. Uh also, just make mac and cheese. Do you know how cheap a bag of macaroni is? And some cheese? <laughs> Forget about it. The, C- the plaintiff is seeking at least $5 million in damages, including statutory and punitive, punitive exclusive of interest and costs. Don't know what that, yeah, that means, but $5 million is a lot. As a lawyer, she's looking for a lot of money, Connor. <laughs> she's looking for fucking tons of it. This woman feels slighted and she wants money to recompense that. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, Sean, how do you feel about Florida Woman's latest lawsuit? How do we overcome this? Quite honestly, Connor, I'm incensed by the whole thing. Uh, I don't think this should have gone to court. I think any lawyer that takes it is an absolute hack. But at the same time, you get paid. Oh, Jesus, actually, yeah. yeah. No one said there'd be yeah. money in this. And, but and also, ca- what if you would? Well, yeah, that would be huge. There was a thing in America, actually, where one of the like home improvement stores, I think, got sued because they were selling two-by-fours, uh, but their two-by-fours didn't me- measure two inches by four inches. Oh, shit. Because the wood, that's what it is when it's cut, but the wood shrinks as it dries, and they ah. were selling dried wood. So they were so, selling like 1.9 by 3.9. That's it, yeah, exactly. Um, and so I think they had to pay a big fee from it. So there is precedent for oh. false advertising being a thing, but I would argue if the yolk is cooked within three and a half minutes, then you don't have a case. But what about the opening the packaging? What if it takes me another minute to open the packaging? That's four what and a half I, minutes. What if I open all the packaging already when I get it and I just leave it in the fridge ready to go? What then, Your Honour? <laughs> yeah. So, Sean, I feel like this could be the start of a very steep slope. That if this woman wins, we could be seeing a lot more of this, of people. Um, oh, 100%. Like, yeah. but, also, but where do you draw the line of like... You know, the the, the the hot chocolate says to do a, t- a heaped tablespoon. Mm. But I heaped mine to the roof and now it's too sweet. What's, what, what do what I do then? now? What do what, I do now? Now I have what, diabetes. I've developed who, uh, it recently. Who is there to speak for me? <laughs> Gentle Sean. 
<laughs> Hopefully nobody. <laughs> so I'm just letting you know Florida man is going for that. That lawsuit is going ahead. We will find out later on in the year and even next year uh, whether it works or gets thrown out of court. We but, are going to be following this story for the next I mean, like, three this, years. I'm, I'm telling you now, right? If this works, Sean, we're going to be making a lot more lawsuits over everything. I don't want to do a lawsuit. No, though. come so on. Tired. We'll just pretend to be fucking dumb. <laughs> I don't want to be a lawyer anymore. I don't want do you to ever do those ham packages that say peel here for easy open? And then they, oh, that's they, horse shit. They don't fucking open, boy. They don't open. <laughs> Never that's open. an easy lawsuit, lad. Easy. <laughs> you and me will go in on this. We'll make bank. It'll be great. <laughs> Two and a half million each. We're laughing. Um, Sean, that's it for this week's Weird News. What a week. Would you like me to take us out, Colin? Yeah, sure, why not? Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of Weird News Wednesday. We will be back on Friday with Hero or Zero, Monday with Movie Mondays, and next Wednesday with another episode of Weird News Wednesdays. Big thanks to everyone over on Patreon who continues to support the show. We did recently put up a review of Turbo, a Power Rangers movie. Yes, uh, if we did. It was is... such a good movie. Oh, it was. Oh, I can't even describe how I felt watching that movie, folks. Uh, so head on over there. Uh, $5 or more a month, you get access to that. Um, and shout-outs, of course, go to our patrons, Roisin the Wife Palmer, Joe Burney, Ryan Technically Fine Evanson, Waffles the Magic, David Clark, Sean Chuck it in the Wash and It'll Be Grand Jameson, Dominic, Anna Irish Walrus Forever Helmroos, Danny McLaughlin, No One's Ever Really Gone, Luke Hoth, Lord Smish, Michelle Brown, Michaela Doughty, Buster, Ed Ball, Sean, Connor and Lorraine have shortened this Patreon nickname. Uh, and thank you very much, lads. No, and I'm, then, I'm sad. <laughs> Go on. Oh, you'll be, and then Russ, don't worry, Sean, you spoke, I listened, and I've made this part of my name a very sensible length. I hope you're okay <laughs> with this. Good, we got him back. Oh I want God. everyone to lengthen their names. I, I, I regret the day I told people to change their <laughs> Patreon names. But thank you everyone for your continued support of the show you're absolutely wonderful head on over there if you want to support us or you can go to heroesforhire.ie forward slash shop for merch twitter's at heroesforhirepod the four is the number four facebook is detective divilman's discussion group instagram is heroesforhirepodcast and the best way to ever help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist just a one please i think that's about it i think so so i'll be cut along i can show me i shall see you all next week guys bye bye If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.